You're 31. Yeah. Wow. So no, I didn't know that. Uh, and how long? So when did you start doing eBay? What year would that have been? So I've been selling on eBay. I started selling on eBay, I'd say, like, in, uh, like, late junior high to high school. Uh, probably high school. I was early high school. Wow. And uh, So over over a decade ago. Wow, wow. So you've been doing this for a while. For everybody listening, he's 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 seen some shit. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've gone through, through a decent amount. Um, but so with me, for so for me, the way I kind of got started was I uh, was really into sneakers, um, which now is like massive. But right. When I was doing it, it was before Yeezy had to deal with Adidas, before like you know, before it kind of like took over where everyone is a sneakerhead. Right, was. right. And um, so, yeah, so I was into, you know, Jordans and Nikes and stuff like that. And so, um, so you know, basically they would come out, they would sell out and uh, sell them on eBay or sell them at like, in New York, we have a store called Flight Club. That's a consignment shop that we uh, I used to sell out a bunch. Gotcha. And uh, so stuff like, so basically selling those types of products is how I got into eBay. And, uh, and then my transition into Amazon, actually I had kind of like a low point, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a, uh, a, what is it? Like a rock bottom. Yes. Uh, my low point was, uh, I was watching, uh, <clears throat> what's it called? Storage Wars, the show. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, I, yeah, uh, my dad oh, used yeah. to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching that and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I, I think I could do this. Yeah. So I, uh, teamed up with a uh, auctioneer in New York who was running these auctions at different storage facilities and uh, basically started going to, to his auctions and buying, clearing out lockers and doing that kind of stuff and then flipping that stuff on, on eBay. Gotcha. And and it was cool. You could definitely make money doing it. It's like, like I saw you went to the garage sale uh, the other day mm -hmm. and had a lot of fun. Right. And it's, it's kind of similar in that sense. You know, you're digging for gold and you right. go, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, look what I found. Yeah. But, uh, my low point was I had uh, so you gotta clear out the whole locker when you're doing this, and I just had bags of trash that I was putting into my parents' SUV, and I was like, "This is fun, and I can make money doing this, but this is not a business. Like, this is not. It's not. It's not scalable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's what I was just explaining to Spencer, who's walking by right there. Uh, like, I have more fun. We hit, I'll say yesterday, we hit 100K in sales in the month of May. So exactly halfway through, we hit 100K. And I told him, I got more excited about finding a Yahtzee game that I'm going to sell for $35 than, than, I, than I did off hitting that number on Amazon. It's just fun. It's fun. And yeah. the reason I do it, not only I, I really enjoy it, but also I think that for a lot of people, like an extra couple hundred bucks a week can will can help so that's why another reason why i made the video is to kind of like teach people how to uh to get started flipping items and i also think it's really good because you can kind of figure out if it's for you you know what i mean like that's what i tell people that's why i tell people to start on ebay first because it, amazon's a bit more of a commitment you know what i mean to start an amazon account like that it's a bit more of a commitment with ebay if you don't like it you can literally log out and delete the app off your phone and you're done with it you know what I mean? If you if you figure out that you don't like it, um, so I think eBay is a great learning tool. Yeah, um, no, I was just saying in terms of like getting started. Also, you know, with the garage flips, you, you were mentioning this in, in one of your videos recently. Like the ROI is crazy. Yeah. Spend a nickel and make five ten bucks off of it. These were yeah. practically free. 
You know what I mean? Even if you sell it for six dollars, it's like that's still a huge ROI. You just charge the buyer shipping, and there you go. That's a flip. People, people under. And this is a, a point that I've been on. This is a kick that I've been on here. Is I, I'm a believer in uh, chasing volume as opposed to high ROIs. Yeah. When I first started selling on eBay back in the day, I was only looking for like jackpot items. And then once I linked up with Caleb, I saw, okay, if you're truly going to scale an e-commerce business, it's volume over Definitely. ROI. Definitely. I mean, it, it makes logical sense if you think about it. You know, not everything is going to be a grand slam. Right. But the stuff that you can rinse and repeat, you can cop and resell and do over and over and over again. Right. You know, those are the things that are going to have a smaller margin built into it. It doesn't mean you're not going to be making a good return. Right. But it's just not going to be hundreds of percent ROI. Absolutely. Amazon Lit just joined. Salute to the goats. What's up? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it wasn't for Amazon Lit. So definitely. That's absolutely true. That's that's how we met in Nashville through uh, yes. through them. So yeah, I agree. Thank thank you thank you Eric and Sebastian for that. Yeah. Um. Eric so. And Sebastian, amazing. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. Um. One thing I did want to ask you, Michael, is how has uh the whole COVID situation affected your Amazon business? So for me, I sell a lot of mostly non-essentials. Um. I, I think we're actually in similar categories. Like I sell a lot of kids' toys, a mm-hmm. lot of plush. Um. A lot of like action figures, stuff like that. Um, I also, another categories I sell in are, I sell uh, like vitamin supplements, and I also sell housewares, kitchenware. Gotcha. Specifically. Um, and so, so when the non-essential ban kind of came into play, that was, you know, like a shocker for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not only anyone really expected it. No. And so, I'm, yeah. So, so at that point, I definitely... I had a lot in, in stock at Amazon at the time, just because obviously we're sending stuff in all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't like you know it wasn't like they turned off the switch right away and everything just uh, you know dove down. But at the same time, um, it was a, it was definitely a negative um, you know uh, effect on my business right away. Mm-hmm. And then we um, transitioned to FBM, like a lot of people did. Like I see you guys did also. That helped us a and ton. It saved us. <laughs> It yeah, really it did. Huge. Yeah. Um, what I started doing with FBM even was I placed orders with my suppliers, and then once I saw that the item shipped, and, and the product shipped to me, and that they were like, well, like definitely going to be delivered in the next few days, then I would just list them for FBM mm-hmm. right away. <clears throat> okay. So even if it took me two days to ship the item out or whatever, right? You know, it's not a, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make the customer wait a week or something. That's, right. That's not fair. Yeah, that's. I just did want to add a quick side note uh, to anybody listening. If if you're gonna do that, just make sure that you up the, you know, your processing time on your items is set accordingly. Uh, your handling. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So ours is two days. Is that what you do? I do. I think one or two days. Got, yeah. Ours is one to two days. Yeah. So if we don't have it out in forty eight hours, we're in trouble. But we have we have people here seven days a week doing that. So. I saw you guys also do like pickups from UPS and I think USPS also, so that makes it a lot easier. Yes. So they're showing up, you just give it to them. Absolutely. Uh, post office comes to the front door once or twice a day, and we give them all the FBM products, and then uh, UPS will come in the back door and take all of our. Because some some FBM products will have to go UPS because we sell you know some heavy stuff. Um, so it ends up being cheaper to go UPS, and then they also, you know, come and pick up our uh, FBA orders, which we just sent in 
a huge FBA order yesterday, and uh, it was our it was the biggest one we've done in a while. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I constantly hear you uh, dropping bombs like that to be like, yeah, this is the biggest sales day ever, and then tomorrow you'd be like, oh, again, it's the biggest. <laughs> like, it's the biggest so, so that's all. I'm very happy to hear that you guys keep crushing and keep growing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we. Um, I don't know. We. I don't even know what to say. Honestly, we have a an amazing team, and uh, Caleb is super super knowledgeable at this. And uh, we're just we're taking it one day at a time. We literally show up every morning, and we don't see the light of day. You know, we're in the we're in here like grinding it out all day long, and then you know sometimes you know pass out on the mattresses that I have here next to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and, and you know what's funny is like when you when you uh, when you join something that you really enjoy and something that's your own and something that you're uh, wholeheartedly involved in, it's not work. Like as no. cliche as that sounds, it's really not. It's true, and I didn't believe that. I always, you know, heard that same thing, and I was like, I don't, you know, in my head, it never really registered. And then once you're doing it, you're like, this is it. Like this is what this is what they're talking about. It's fun. Like it's you know it, you know especially when you're seeing growth it's it's really fun because you you can kind of like see the fruits of your labor right away like within a week you set stuff in you start selling you're like oh man absolutely I supplier if I put in a little more work whatever it feels you know you see the results right away have you so ever uh, have you ever listened to um, what's his name the Amazon seller here on Instagram watch me Amazon have you ever heard anything yeah. from him he uh, I I liked what he said the one time he's like uh, it's not practical. To, 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 I forget the exact wording, but basically what he said, he's like, Amazon is one of the only businesses that if you really step your game up and start putting in the work now, in a few months, you're going to be rewarded financially. You know what I mean? It's so quickly, yeah. so quickly how things can happen. And I think it was yeah. a good point because in many businesses, it doesn't really work that way. 100%. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Amazon, especially FBA, um, they, you know, I, I used to hear, I don't hear it so much anymore, but I used to hear people uh, complain about the fees and they oh. take such a large percentage. In my opinion, the fees that they charge are, like, amazingly low for the service they provide. Yeah, you're using, you have no marketing involved. You're, you know, Amazon is the biggest e-commerce platform in the world and growing. And you don't have to do any marketing. Amazon does all that for you. The marketing is, is, is one part of the pie, I'd say, which is a huge part, but mm. also in terms of the uh, the warehousing and the infrastructure mm. that they build, you know, when, it's, it's when you, like, there, you might have experienced this too, but when we switched to FBM, it was like, oh, man, like, I got to go find these products, I got to go find the right box for that, like, oh. the in itself, just finding the right box size and shit. Yeah, listen. And you got to weigh everything, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it becomes a huge headache. We, we had to so, uh, hire a lot more people. To, to keep up with the FBM orders it's a lot you're absolutely right uh, we you know and then all the uh, the money and, and time that goes into shipping supplies that you now have to uh, oh, yeah. that, that you have to have I mean you know we run out of envelopes now like I ordered 700 of them the other day and that'll last us like a week you know what I mean it's like this stuff adds up so it is a lot different than FBA where you're just sending it out and you never see it again so I that, that's a good point that's a really good point man like Props to Amazon for for the infrastructure that they do have in place because they 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 make it look easy. 
I agree. I agree. Give him some credit. <laughs> Give him some credit. <laughs> I saw. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that he Jeff Bezos is uh, set to be the world's first trillionaire. Wow. Yeah, I think we're in the right business, my friend. <laughs> uh, so uh, another um, question I wanted to ask you really quick before we jump into some other questions is uh, just kind of uh, help people out who are just getting started. What's one thing that you have struggled with the most on your e-commerce journey, whether it be, you know, Amazon in particular, like what's one thing that if you could go back and tell, you know, young Michael, like what, what would you tell him? Well, first of all, I still am young Michael. Thank yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> Younger <laughs> Michael. We're going to be, yeah, we're young for a long time. working on all the time is uh, building a team okay and uh, I, I kind of um, always from a young age wanted to do things myself mm. um, and I uh, think that's how I got into Amazon how I got to selling online mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people um, do that is that they, they want to do things they want to take their future into their own hands and, and then they start working by themselves um, doing this and so for me I had I had a team of few, a few guys that were helping me out um a lot of the manual labor with stickering, with mm-hmm. labeling, with uh, prep stuff. When um, when shipments would come in, they would basically process them, get them ready to, to get sent back out. And uh, and this was pre-COVID, which is, I mean, going on for you know only a couple months now. But mm-hmm. so when when coronavirus kind of took full effect, they basically stopped working for me because um, they wanted to stay home and and uh, and whatnot. So 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 I had I had good momentum going for a little while. They um, like my longest employee before that was with me for about three years. Shout out to Robbie. And uh, then, uh, so so after Corona hit, I was actually like all by myself again. And then I slowly started started putting together a team. And so um, so I think, you know, even though I wanted to do things myself, it's obviously, obviously, obviously impossible for me to do everything mm-hmm. that I need to do. In order to scale. I mean, you could run the exactly. business alone, but... To scale to, to what I know that you want to scale to, you need the, you need the team. Yeah, and you know it's so clear because you think about you know you look at any business. I mean, Amazon Lit is a great example of that you know you look at their team. They have some, you know something like 30, 30 yeah. employees or something like that. And then and then you're like, well, obviously, if you're going to be putting out a lot of planning on shipping out a lot of boxes and planning on you know dealing managing a lot of listings and also you know our roles. You and Caleb and my role in my business is to be the leader, mm-hmm. and so we can't be stickering box, we can't be stickering products, and and even, and even doing you know a couple of steps up from that to, to the labor that goes into that because we need to be thinking forward. We need to be thinking about tomorrow. We need to think about how we're going to be growing. Absolutely, and, and, getting, and getting our messages out there like like you've been doing. Really mm-hmm. well. um, and so so yeah, so that's one thing that I would definitely change uh, earlier is. is building a team around me and a team of good people that um, can help. So you would have the same vision, share the same values, and move everything forward. I love that. You would have started uh, hiring early, earlier is what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I just, that 15 minute tangent that I went on. No, that was good. That was great. I think that, I think that'll uh, help a lot of people because you're exactly right. So many people that get into this are people who 
want to take their life into their own hands, which is great. I think that's beautiful. I think living life on your own terms is one of the greatest things you can do. But uh, in order to really scale the business, you do have to uh, let go of, of some of your uh, power, in a sense, you know, and in hiring certain tasks out. Because that's the only way to grow. So I think it's a really good point. Just to, just to touch on that one uh, for one more second, if you don't mind, uh, you know, I also like when I was looking for people like right now, uh, uh, you know, I was looking for someone. I hired someone about a, uh, about a month, a little over a month ago. That uh, this this, uh, this girl, this lady, joined the team. Um, she's been doing amazing. Um, and so at first, I was like, who the hell wants a job like stickering items and like you know like you know I was thinking like this is such a basic entry level job. And then I, I put an ad out on Craigslist for some work, and, and there were over 230 people that applied. To wow. Work. Wow. It blew my mind and humbled me so much, you know, and I, I, like, you know, I put myself in a position of like, oh, who would want to do this job? But in reality, there's so many people. Unlimited people. In a situation where, yeah, where, you know, they really need it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so I brought her onto the team, and, I, and what I talk to her about all the time is how one of my challenges as a leader is to make sure that not only is she like you know compensated for her time and she's happy day in day out but i need to put her in a position where she can see growth mm-hmm. in, in my company yep that's you know so that's a good point you made i was actually uh facetiming a friend of mine last night who is is just kind of getting into it and uh uh he he said something about um you know employees leaving and starting their own thing with the knowledge that they've learned from being there and and i was like i would have no problem with that you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I would be, um, you know, more than happy for if anybody here wanted to start their own thing. So, I, but, but no, I really like what you're saying, and I, it's a total like I'm where we live in Sandusky, Ohio, is a much different story than you in New York. You know what I mean? There's so many. I mean, there's there's like two thousand people in our entire city. You know what I mean? I think there's I think there's more than two thousand people living on my block. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you, yeah, so you have uh, uh, so many different options as far as human resources. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like you said, there's a lot of people who are uh, in need of work, especially right now. So that's really awesome that you can employ people and and uh, give them that and, opportunity. And, and, and I don't mean, uh, and, you know, and I hope what I said doesn't come off as like belittling anyone. You know, it's, it's what you know. Like I want to do my own thing. I want to run my own business. That's right. Something I've wanted since I was a young kid. And there are a lot of people that don't want that at all. Mm-hmm. There are people who want, you know, they want to be part of a team. They want to, you know, they want to add value, but they don't want to be in charge. They want someone to give them tasks. They want right. to accomplish the tasks, move on, and, that, and that's amazing. That's a beautiful and thing. No, yeah, no organization can function without, you know, the help of, of everyone. You know, it's, exactly. It's like a machine. If one cog falls out, it's all going to stop. It all comes down to self awareness. You have to know, truly, you know. Because I think that with social media right now, it's very easy to, uh, you know, look at at uh, other people and say like, oh, that's what I have to do if I want to be successful. But, but I, I think it comes down to self-awareness. Like if you are not in a CEO or entrepreneur mindset, you know, like from a kid, I think it really stems. Like if you had like since I was a, like when I was eight years old, me and my neighbors, we lived in the woods behind my house. This is what be, this was pre like iPads when we played outside. And, um, and that's what, like while they were out building like weapons and stuff, like normal kids, I was setting up 
my teepee around the biggest tree that where, where everyone congregated. And I was like, guys, this is the store. If you need anything, you have to come buy it from me. And I would go, I would go find like little pieces of rope and like I would carve little, uh, little spears and stuff. And I would like, I had a little display on the ground and you would have to come get your supplies from me. So, I mean, it's just that, that kind of thing. I don't know. Self-awareness, man. It's just so important. It's, it's so important. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about um, on this call, I mean, you know, I know a lot of the people that, that follow you and stuff are uh, into e-commerce and Amazon, eBay and stuff, but I think taking one step back from that, um, what's really important is is mindset and, and like you're saying, awareness and, mm-hmm. and, and being just conscious of your thoughts and, uh, and, you know, knowing the difference between your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's, uh, actually, shout out to Sebastian from Amazon Lit for uh, coining the term brainwashing. Um, the first time I met him, he was talking about how he listens to a lot of uh, you know motivational people and mindset people who uh, who were brainwashing him. And uh, and his friends were like, "Yo, like, what are you doing? Like, you're getting brainwashed." And his reply was, "Maybe it's good to wash your brain once in a while, especially with some you know positive messaging." Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> right. You know, you think about it, you wash your hands, you wash like your body, you wash things that you want to be clean. So why not wash your brain? I agree. I agree. I think not only who you surround yourself with in real life matters a ton, but the, also the content you consume. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a huge yeah, difference. Know, Go on. Go on. Uh, just to touch on that, I was going to say, you know the saying that like, you know, you show me your friends, I'll show you your or, I believe or in it 100. percent It's it's 100 accurate because if you think about it, life's about what, you know your performance in life. It goes back to where your standards are. Mm-hmm. If you grow up, if you grow up and surround yourself in a place where everyone is underperforming, mm-hmm. that is your norm. And you exactly, that, that is what you should expect of yourself. And if you surround yourself, even virtually, like you're saying, you know, with with uh, positive messaging and, and comparing yourself to the greats in your industry and you know, in different industries, then you, you'll think that. But everyone is successful. This is just it, you know you try hard to become successful. That's how it works. Yeah. And so uh, once you once you start registering that, more importantly, into your subconscious mind and really believing it, mm-hmm. then, then your conscious mind is going to go out there and and, and uh, achieve greatness that you're hoping to. Michael, this so I, I, definitely... I love I love where we're going right now. I definitely we need to do this again soon, and I think do an entire episode just on what we're talking about right now. I would, I would love that because I think it's the most important thing in the world. It it really is because all the tactics in the world like don't mean a thing if you don't have your mind right. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, th- let me just use an example, and uh, and by no means. Just for everyone listening, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't. Ha- I don't think I have it all figured out by any means. I'm just speaking on personal experience. Um, one yeah. thing here is I have been consuming Gary V content for over three and a half, close to four years, and uh, I know I knew every tactic in the book after a few months, and it took me three more years before I finally made the flip of the switch in my mind that allowed me to produce the amount of content that I'm producing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was a it was a and it was a, a mental hurdle, a psychological barrier that I had to overcome because 
you know, you can you can listen to talking about selling on Amazon and eBay all day long. You can get inspired. You can, you know, get hyped up. Um, I understand that my words can be motivating, and that's great. That's what I want to do. But yeah. if you don't have it in your, if your mind isn't right, you're never going to execute on it. 100%. Yeah. You know, um, there's this, there's uh, one guy that I really like to listen to. His name is John Asaroff, and he talks about um, how we, especially nowadays, we live in a world where all the information that you might need or want to ingest is at your fingertips. Absolutely. Literally, you go on a computer, use your fingertips, and you'll get any and all information that you need. Yeah. So the question is, if everyone knows that you got to do sit-ups to get a six-pack, if everyone knows that you need to study to you know, be smarter, if everyone knows you need to take action to get things done, why isn't everyone, including myself, mm-hmm. crushing it to the, to the degree that they want to? And, and it all comes down to mindset. Yeah, absolutely. To, uh, you know, beliefs that we have, especially limiting beliefs that a lot of people have, that um, that again are very in our subconscious that you might that you're not your conscious mind is not aware of. You know, there's like growing up, you're. I mean, I, I was really lucky. I have, I have two amazing parents that have always, always, always like supported me in everything I've done. They've always been the most positive role models in my life, and have always been there for me. Never, I've never once like I, I ran my Amazon business out of their garage for years mm-hmm. I kicked them out of their garage I was in their basement before that I just didn't want to haul boxes up and down the stairs all the time and I never <laughs> once even heard it, like an inkling of like yo when are you going to get this thing out of our house or like when are you going to move on with this or like you know that's really awesome that's really great and yeah so 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 you know th- so I've had a, a, definitely a lot of positivity in my life from, from my parents and from my family and uh, but there are a lot of people who have um, you know negative uh, kind of not even, not even negative relationships, but like they have negative thoughts coming in and they, they program you to not believe in yourself and to think that, you know, like, yeah, these people are doing great things, but I'm not that kind of person. Or these people are crushing it in one field or another, but that's not what I'm destined to do. And it's completely wrong. Yeah. You know, everyone is magical and special in their own way. And everyone, and I, I truly believe that any individual person can achieve anything. I agree. But it all comes down to your mindset. It's work. It's Action. Awesome. Work is the only thing you can control. Here's here, real, before we move on. I know you got a couple questions. I want to touch on one last thing here. You know, there's an old phrase that says knowledge is power. Yeah, I don't agree. I think in 2020, knowledge is knowledge is on our phone. The the phone that me and you are doing this live on right now is right. more powerful than the computer that Ronald Reagan used to run the free world. Crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the all the knowledge is there. Action is power. If you ask me, that's that's because the only way you get anywhere is by doing. Not like you can consume all the content in the world, get all the tactics in the world. You can get motivated every single day. I'm getting fired up. This is what I like to talk about here. But if you don't do, nothing is gonna happen. Nothing's gonna change. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. Just do. Just do things. You're just wasting your time. There's plenty of people who don't know, you know, and, and, and you don't necessarily need to know what to do. You just need to do it. I agree. I agree. Too many people. Listen, and this isn't, and again, I'm only speaking from personal experience. Once I got to a place where I spent less time strategizing and more time doing, my life started to elevate and, and go to a new level. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I spent years of my life strategizing and not doing 
And then once I said, like a plan together and whatever, yeah, when, when. And you know what? And I think, and I know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends. I talk to a lot of people every day that tell me the same thing. Like, well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get started until I have a foolproof plan. Let me tell you something in entrepreneurship. There's no foolproof plan. If you can't get punched in the nose a hundred times, you shouldn't have your own business because it hurts. Yeah. It's not always going to be pretty. Like, I, I don't know. And especially on social media these days, a lot of entrepreneurs are selling a lifestyle that's very glamorous. Um, but you know, me and you—that's why I, that's why I think people are starting to get behind this—is because people like me and you just. My friend uh, Pim Patel. Um, one of his questions was, "Do you feel overly reliant on a single platform?" Uh, or selling on a specific on a single platform, <clears throat> and I know. Um, so for me, I don't I don't really do any eBay at all right now. I know uh, you, you know I started on eBay, but I know you started on eBay, and then you still continue to sell on eBay. Um, so what? Let me let me ask you actually. Do you, so? Do you kind of separate your Amazon and eBay business, or do you list the same products on both platforms? Uh, it's pretty it's pretty separated. So quick backstory on that. You know, uh, once I. Once um, the fourth quarter of 2019 started to, you know, really get in full effect, that's when our business really blew up, was this past fourth quarter. Uh, eBay, you know, I wasn't doing any eBaying at all except for, like, listing overstock things uh, from Amazon or, like, returns, damaged items, things like that. Um, yeah. So, no, we don't, uh, like, we don't order wholesale for eBay or anything like that. Um eBay at the moment for us is overstock Amazon items, damaged Amazon items, returned Amazon items, and now that garage sale season is uh, is here, that is uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more on eBay. What for a few reasons? It's I, it's not even for the money, you know. Obvious, honestly, it's it's more. Uh, I want to I want to you know, it's fun. It brings me deep happiness. That YouTube video I posted yesterday. Is my favorite yeah. piece of content I've ever made, okay. ever. That's awesome. And uh, and also, I think it will help a lot of people out who are looking to get into this because you're not gonna start an Amazon business overnight and scale it. You know what I mean? Like you can, you oh, need yeah. to start small and be patient. And I think that eBay is a great way to do that. So, to answer his question, uh, for me, I think you should have some variety. You just need to feel it out and i i think i'm a big believer in trying things you know what i mean like try try going hard on amazon and ebay and shopify you know what i mean and then maybe and then you know figure out which one you enjoy the most and which one's working the most for you because everybody's different i personally have never had any great experiences on shopify but uh on amazon we're doing great and there's people yeah. who are the other way around. They could never get the Amazon off the ground, but they crush it on Shopify. So I think you need to try, you need to taste it all. Find what works for you. I think, uh, just to touch on that one more time, I think uh, the biggest difference between selling on Shopify versus selling on eBay or Amazon, um, and the, the reason why certain people crush it in one and not in the other and vice versa is because the skill set is completely different. Yeah. When you're when, you, when you're doing Amazon and eBay, your skill set or your you know skill set that you should have is uh, supply chain management 
and basically like logistics, operations, ordering, shipping things out, and getting a process going. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Shopify, a lot of people on Shopify do drop shipping, where the logistics is completely outsourced. Right. And they focus on marketing. Right. And their job is to bring customers to the to the to their site. So so it's completely even though it's both e-commerce, it's they're really completely different uh, avenues. Unless unless you're you know have, unless you're kind of pushing your Amazon products to Shopify and vice versa, which I don't think it's really necessary. But I don't think so either. With with the Amazon platform, like with, with how big Amazon and eBay are, you really don't need to do any more marketing at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it comes back to, uh, to self-awareness and knowing what you're good at because I'm a believer in, uh, you know, tripling down on my strengths instead of trying to get better at things I suck at. Uh, you know, which is to each their own. That's, that's what I do. Uh, and you just have to, like, for me, I'm a communicator. I've always been a communicator. So that's, and that's my role within our Amazon company here is, you know, I'm the, I'm basically the voice of our company, you know, like emails, phone calls, you know, cause you know, when, when you're at our, for a lot of people listening, once you get past the retail arbitrage stage uh, and you move into wholesale you know there's a lot it, it comes down to relation you have to build relationships with these suppliers and uh so that's and, and that's that's why you know i was even brought into this amazon business in the first place is simply my ability to communicate and develop those relationships yeah yeah i want to touch on that actually for a second just like uh the partnership between you and caleb seems to be amazing that i think you guys really seem to complement each other and, and like you said, doubling, tripling down on your strengths. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, he's kind of the man behind the scenes. Absolutely. The face. Yes. And and, uh, and and like you're saying in terms of, you know, once your business starts taking off and you have a real business where you're dealing with actual distributors mm-hmm. and, and, and distributors are people, you know, mm-hmm. you need to communicate with them. And so, uh, so being able to do that effectively is, is definitely really important. Yeah. It's just, it's just knowing, knowing who you are and, uh, having the humility to outsource what you're not good at if if possible you know if you can afford it now if you're just getting started and you're you know doing retail arbitrage you're gonna have to just figure it all out which is good it's really good listen even if you figure out that you're not the greatest at you know contacting suppliers uh, once you at least taste it and have some practitionership in it you'll know like when you do hire somebody you'll be able to know if they're full of shit or not you know what I mean? Yeah. If you've never called a company in your life, how are you going to know if that person you hired is is doing a good job, you know, getting you like one account a week or every, you know, you know, like cuz cuz you've never tasted it and and seen how it works. You know what I mean? You need to have at least an idea of how everything works, I think. Yeah. No, you, you have to you have to do it yourself before you can get someone else to do it for you mm-hmm. because if they're messing up, you're not going to be able to to help right. them in the right direction. And you won't value their work as much either because you won't understand that you suck at it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Definitely. Uh, did, you, did you have uh, another question for us too? I think yeah. that kind of answered... Do you think that answered uh, that question? Let's see. Uh, so this question is yeah, actually uh, also from my friend Apeem. He asked, uh, how prevalent is fraud and leakage uh what steps do you take to minimize occurrences so fraud uh 
as an Amazon seller, especially FBA, I guess also for FBM, but we don't really have to deal with like credit card fraud and stuff mm. like that. Like that, I think Amazon takes care of. Uh, I've never had, I, I, maybe you can talk on this also, but I've never had any like contact from Amazon being like, oh, your this order place was fraudulent and we have to cancel it or something like that. Um, this, honestly, he's kind of busy at the moment. This would be a really good Caleb question. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, on eBay, that is definitely something that happens as uh it's not like credit card fraud, uh, but it's, it's more of, uh, people trying to get you to, uh, do the transaction outside of eBay sometimes, you know, like they'll, uh, like if you get a bid, if you're, if you're on eBay and if you get, if somebody, uh, offers you more than what you have the product listed at, it's definitely a scam. Cause uh, that that happens, and then what they'll do is they'll say uh, they'll say, oh, you know, this is for my son's birthday. Could you please, you know, and they'll make up some story, and then they'll ask you, they'll just ask you to like send send them your PayPal link to complete the transaction, and they're gonna hack you. So, uh, what I what I did is I actually you can do this. You can call eBay, and you can change your settings. To where if somebody doesn't have a uh, a certain percentage of rating on their eBay account, uh, if they have like zero yeah. percent rating or they have no profile picture and there's some like bot random account, it'll actually you can turn on a setting to where they can't even uh, purchase or try to purchase your items. And once I turned that on, I haven't had a problem with it since. That's great. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a bigger issue with. Uh with ebay actually we have a question down here that just came in from uh k likes mountains uh that was a good question i think she asked about fbm specifically how do you prevent this like touches on the fraud issue or like issues uh dealing similar to that is uh how do you prevent for example did not receive so i'm assuming she means if someone orders product fbm and uh and they say that they never received it Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming she also means if the tracking says that it was delivered yes um, so one, so one thing that I've learned, uh, unfortunately, is I had to learn is with uh, with USPS specifically, they are horrible in general, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or at least in my experience, at least in New York or something. So, yeah, in terms of like shipping out products with F, with uh, with the post office, you, in my opinion, you want to make sure that every package you drop off gets scanned at the moment of dropping it off. Um, there's been plenty of times where I'll, I'll go to the post office and I'll give them a big bag of stuff. Uh, and they're like, right, no worries, you know, it's, it's on its way. And they tell me that it's gonna get scanned when it gets to the sorting facility. Except what happens is on its way to the sorting facility, somehow it goes missing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it never gets into their system. And according to customers, I never shipped it. I, mm. I printed out the label, but there's, no, there's not any information on, on the tracking. So one tip for USPS, shipping that I highly suggest is make sure that all your packages are scanned as you drop them off mm-hmm. and you might as well do that with UPS also yeah. I know for me for my uh, when, whenever I have a driver come to pick up for UPS I 100% of the time have them scan every barcode as it's going on the truck yeah and uh, that's and smart this way you know that it's already in the system now uh, and one more point um, if if you go to Reezy resells page right now I literally just saw on his story this morning um, and this is for K likes mountains uh, asking about the FBM thing uh, 
if you go on Reezy, Reezy Resells is his name. Uh, he was just posting about uh, filing an A to Z claim with Amazon for when, when uh, products are claimed and not delivered. And uh, I, like, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never actually done it. Uh, but he was talking about it, and I thought it was super interesting. So I would recommend checking out Reezy Resell's story. Talking about that. Myself. Yeah, I, I need to check it out again. I was half asleep when I was looking at it. But uh, it, it, it was pretty interesting. No, there's, there's always so much to learn. There's always new stuff happening. There's always ways to do things better. So I, I don't know. You have to be, uh, you have to be humble and understand that there's no way that anyone knows everything. And there's always absolutely information that we consume. Always yeah. learning. Um, did so we have gone far over that thirty minutes that we uh, talked about, but it's fine because I like answering these questions. Um, did you have anything else written down for us? Um, so there's one. Uh, yeah, I, had, uh, I wanted to mention, I know a lot of the people that follow you are um, beginning their FBA journey and their Amazon journey, and so I wanted to, I haven't heard you touch on this in your previous videos, I know that you're just, not just getting started, mm -hmm. but you are well on your way into creating a massive following that you're going to be creating, and, and I'm really excited to see where you, where you take this, but uh, one thing that I didn't hear you touch on yet was uh, different tools that FBA sellers, Amazon sellers should be using to uh to kind of navigate um you know selling on amazon so i just wanted to talk about i listed like five um different tools i think that i, I use almost every day okay really important um one of them obviously is keepa yes keepa's huge <clears throat> keepa is basically what it does is it, the main um the main uh use of it in my opinion is that it takes the sales rank of, a, of an item and graphs it over time and it does the same with the sales price and so essentially what it'll yeah. do is if something has an amazing or a horrible sales rank right now, mm -hmm. that's not the full story. Right. You know, if I'm selling, if I'm selling this pen for a thousand dollars right now, it's sales rank's going to be shit because no one's going to buy it for a thousand dollars. Right. But when it's priced at $15, maybe it sells really well. And so if you can get supply, if you can source it for a lot cheaper, then, you know, you want to use the graph to see where the equilibrium occurs, where you get a good sales rank and a good price. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's a good point. Important. We use Keepa as well, so... There's one tool. Yeah, we use it as well. I've, I've yet to hear any Amazon seller that doesn't use Keepa. Well, you want to know something interesting. Prior to that meetup in Nashville that we did with you, we did not use Keepa. Really? Okay. So, but uh, Sebastian... Oh, you, were, you were going off sales rank, the static sales rank by itself, right? Yeah, well, we... Uh, so, we use uh, Helium 10, and okay. you can kind of, you know, you can see a little bit. You can see a little bit of information, but not like Kiba. Okay, cool. Yeah, Kiba's awesome. Um, just because I know we're, we're kind of running on for a long time for a while. Let me just um, get through the next next uh, one I wanted to mention was uh, DS Amazon Quick View, which is basically a tool that in the search results, it um, shows you a lot of information. So without even clicking in, so let's say you're searching for plush toys, mm -hmm. um, in the search results, it'll show you the rank, it'll show you um, how many FBA sellers are on the listing uh, without having to click into the actual product listing. And so if you're just looking, let's say you're searching for an item that has a, a multiple listings, you can quickly see which ones are bullshit, which ones you should actually look into. So so that's that's really helpful, save you some time. Absolutely. Um, and another one is uh, Rev Seller. I use that one all the time. And what Rev Seller is is it basically is a plug-in on the listing page 
that um, has a built-in calculator, tells you what the fees are and stuff like that. Um, it has, uh, what else? There's a couple other things also, but it's just it's just nice to have the information right there. You know, right. The listing and it, and it plugs. It's, a, it's a Chrome extension. Um, yes. Like a lot of these are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, somebody asked what is Keepa. That's essentially it's what it is. It's a uh, it's a software that you can download, and then it it well, it, it helps with everything that we just talked about pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is that? Shaw baby. Yeah. If you are an Amazon seller, you definitely want to be using Keepa. There's a ton um, of good questions on here. I mean, I we could probably stay on here for two hours if we wanted to. Jeez. <laughs> That's uh, true. I, I want to just re- um, yeah go on, yeah, Michael. Yeah, I got uh, two more. So gotcha. another one that I used to use a lot more often is uh, AMC Scout. Um, AMC Scout is uh, I, I use Revseller a lot more now. It has similar um, gives similar information. So um, it, it it'll give you the uh, has calculator built in, which is which is cool. Uh, for people who don't know what I'm talking about with calculator, I'm talking about an FBA calculator, which mm-hmm. talks about what you know what fees are being taken out. So if you're selling an item for thirty dollars, it'll take out the commission fee, it'll take out the pick and pack fee, whatever, and everything. It'll tell you what your profit is based on well, how much you paid for an item. Um, and then also it'll give you similar to Keepa. This is actually one other thing I use Keepa for is to see the drops. And basically, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is when the sales rank drops, that usually suggests that there was a sale. So you can take a look at a graph right. of, let's say, the past month, and you can almost literally count how many times the rank goes up and down, and that'll give you a decent idea of how many times the item sells. Great tip. Um, and then so with the AMC Scout, they also have their own sales estimator. Um, and so those items, those uh, estimates are actually off quite a bit. So it's so it's good to just kind of gauge one, gauge another, and, and get an idea of what, you know, the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Um, and then the last tool I want to touch on, uh, Jungle Scout, yes, which is a tool mainly for private <clears throat> label sellers, because um, it, uh, I think its main use is to kind of reorganize the Amazon catalog from a seller's perspective rather than from a buyer's perspective. So you can kind of search like a seller, never, a buyer never needs to look at the sales rank; they don't care about that. Right. They want to know how much they're going to pay for something, or whatever. And but when it's going to be there. Seller, <laughs> what was that? And when it's going to be at their house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not here yet. I ordered an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Jungle Scout also has a, they have a free uh, sales estimator where you can click on the category that you're selling your product in and its sales rank, and it'll give you an idea of how many times that that item will sell in a month. Mm-hmm. So using those three, Jungle Scout, Rev Seller, and the Keep with the Drops, you can get an idea of uh, of how you know a general idea of how many times something will sell over the course of a month. So yeah, and this month. is uh, real quick, just because. Every everybody on my page knows this. I don't. I don't front at all. I keep it a hundred. And I gotta say, uh, I'm so happy that we have the team we do because everything that you just talked about, I know. Like I know about it, but that's not like what I do. Like in, I don't. I I personally don't handle the inventory for our Amazon. I do for our eBay, but not for our Amazon. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to bring some value to my audience in that because that's not something that I would normally talk about just because I'm not deeply knowledgeable in it. So thank you for sharing that information. A couple things before we hop off here, I want to sift through some of these comments because I really appreciate every single person who uh, joined today. Um, How do you stay uh, 
It's a Manster asked, how do you stay innovative in this environment to stay competitive? Growth can become stagnant if you don't find other ways to branch out. So what sources or knowledge do you look to access? Um, My, I, what, in terms of growth in this industry? So. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's asking, uh, you know, things are constantly changing. And if you are you follow like the business model that you followed three months ago may not yield you the same results today. So how do you constantly you know, keep your head on a swivel and, and, you know, find new avenues to grow your business? Um, I guess it's, uh, I mean, a lot of it just comes with experience. Like, you know, you, you do something and you're like, oh, what about this or what about that? And uh, a good example of that was uh, going back to like the um, FBA, you know, called the FBA shutdown of non-essential products. They, uh, you know, dealing with FBM, I was thinking if I'm listing the item for sale and I'm Packing it and shipping it is literally the same thing that you do if you're selling on eBay. Mm-hmm. Or it's literally the same thing you're doing if you're selling if you sell on Walmart, or yep. if you sell on Sears, or if you sell on you know any other third-party platform. And so, <clears throat> so one way to, that I that I decided to innovate and to um, change my model a little bit was that I actually started started an eBay account, uh, which I haven't had one in so long. And unfortunately, the selling restrictions, the selling limits are super strict. So yeah, this is gonna be couple of months process i think of getting those up but uh but so you know but so essentially i also opened up a, a, a account on walmart um to, to list some products and interesting uh, so you know and, and as as everything grows like over time things only get more competitive and they get and there's more rules and regulations to follow that limit you and pricing only goes up and fees only go up and everything only gets harder over time which is just a natural progression um but so so you have to innovate and you have to kind of like you know make new moves and stuff like that so so that's one way that i was uh that i'm trying to innovate my business and and not be so reliant on just amazon right um and kind of branch out to, to see what's out there on other platforms yeah i think it's super important and then uh one one more tip on that is uh you you have to you this is this is one big game of supply and demand so you have to you can't just look at a pro like just because a product was making somebody a lot of money back in november doesn't mean that you need to buy that product to make your business successful in may you know what i mean like you need to be thinking about what the consumer is currently looking for you need to be up to date on what's going on in the world for example California just extended their lockdown another three months, which first off, I want to say I think is insane. Uh, But second off, that's three more. And California is a huge market. There's so many people. Oh, yeah. So many people are going to be in their houses ordering things now. Like we have a product. I I don't want to disclose the product because it's one of the greatest products we've ever had. Um, But we sold a 100 of them and... 48 hours we finally restocked on them we bought 100 and they were gone in 48 hours and 90% of them were going to California so you just have to be you know and then also like right now just a tip for everybody I mean summer's coming around you know little pool you know inflatable pools chalk bubbles you know things that kids are going to be doing outside it's getting warm like you just have to be you know you just have to always 
be on the lookout. You know, seasonal is huge. You know, think holidays. Like, when Fourth like of July is coming up, man. Like, if you wanted to get ahead of the game, start stocking up on some Fourth of July gear now. You know what I mean? Firecrackers on Amazon are cute. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I'm going to go buy some firecrackers. But you're 100% right. You know, and, and there's, I know there's a lot of people who, uh, whose models are even to stock up, let's say, on Halloween costumes November 1st. And then they'll, and then they'll, they'll get them for close to nothing. Yep. And they'll just throw them in the back. And yep. when Halloween comes around every year, like it does, you know, you can make a killing on it. Same thing with a lot of seasonal products, like holidays and like you're saying, like summer or stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a very good point. And I all the there's so many people commenting the, the goat and uh, that the information was very helpful. And I'm I'm reading these comments. I'm flattered, everyone. I really, uh, yeah, I uh, you know, I really enjoyed doing this, and I know that uh, Michael did as well. And we will definitely be back. I definitely want to have you back on, dude, because I think that you are super knowledgeable and uh, good at communicating these these thoughts. So. <clears throat> Thank you, bro. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I actually still have a bunch of stuff that I wrote down that I, we didn't get to. So, I, uh, I mean, so we'll definitely have to save that for, for another time. But, uh, but yeah, I, I also just want to give you and Caleb a shout out and uh, and tell you guys that I'm super grateful that I got to cross paths with you like we did, and then we were able to continue our friendship. And um, you know, I'm really definitely looking forward to see how. I, I mean, I gotta go on that roller coaster ride in Sandusky. Like, yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to come come to town and hang out with us for sure. Now that uh, and and this, you know, things are things are a lot more relaxed here. Uh, pretty much everything's open, and we'll, by next week everything will be open really? here. Yeah, so sometime this summer you'll definitely have to come. Uh... Oh, real quick, sure. real quick, just because I can't leave anyone hanging. Can you guys answer yeah. my question about how much to start on FBA? Are you talking uh, how much money do you need to start? I think that's what they mean. I, I, Probably, yeah. yeah, I get that question a lot too. Uh, me, <clears throat> this is just my thing that I've been on. I recommend if you're if you don't have either Amazon or eBay, if you're not selling at all, I recommend starting an eBay account and starting not only to learn, uh, not only to learn the business. So there's three things: you learn the business, you know, learn how to source products and all that. You learn if you even like e-commerce, and then you also build up capital that you can then invest into your Amazon FBA business. So that's that's my take right there. I, I mean, I don't think you need a, a ridiculous amount of money. You can get started with anything. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think uh, you, know, you, you increase your little pot of gold that you're gonna be reinvesting, and you also learn a lot, and, and, you know, and you go through the experiences. So I think that's really important. If you're just getting started, you definitely wanna start off small, and you wanna go, uh, like, like you were, you know, doing for fun. Essentially, is it going to garage sales, going to uh, thrift stores and stuff? You know, that's where you get the best ROI, the best like learning experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, and then and then from there, you know, the general transition is from used items and stuff like that. Then you transition into RA, going to stores and doing that. You know, and, uh, and I think that's another a big step to get to. Uh, to get to your end goal, yeah. depending on what that is. Absolutely, there it is. Uh, and then uh, VMA asks, when's the next podcast with you guys, and will this be monthly? We, look, we only have a minute and 55 left on our live. It only lets you go an hour, I guess. Um, so real quick, it'll be more than monthly. It, uh, I don't, you know, we're both very busy, but I, I mean, I'll go back, I'll get back on at it again tomorrow with you, if you, you know, if you're available. It'll at least be weekly, hopefully. 
Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure we can make a few a month happen for sure. So uh, just, you know, stay tuned, um, you know, on my posts and uh, and you'll you'll know when the next one is coming up. Uh, and at, once we hang up here, I'm going to get with Michael and we will figure out the next time and I'll make sure that you guys are aware of that. So thank you, everybody, so much for tuning yeah. in. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Really hope this helped. So. Yeah, the questions have been great. The participation and the, and the comments have been awesome. So oh, I'm blown away. I really am. I'm humbled. So thank you, everyone. Uh, Michael, I'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, sounds good, Jared. Thanks for having me right. on. Yep, awesome. my pleasure. Talk soon. All right. See ya. Talk to you. Bye.